Have you been considering taking your horse or Western photography passion to the next level? Hi, it's Kara with Cowgirls with Cameras, and I want to tell you about our Cottonwood Ranch photography experience in August. This experience is a workshop, portfolio builder, business clinic, and gathering set in the majestic scenery of the Nevada mountains. This event is learning intensive and full of shooting opportunities that feature ranch work, western horses, cowboys, cowgirls, horses, and dogs. You'll walk away feeling more confident in your camera, editing, and business skills, shoot a few thousand images, and gain new friends in the process. Our events are always focused on collaboration over competition, and our three instructors, myself, Kim Beer, and Phyllis Burchette, are all deeply passionate about seeing you reach your photography goals. To learn more about this event and other photography adventures we have coming up, head over to cowgirlswithcameras.com. It's time to laugh, learn, and take your photography to the next level with your favorite Cowgirls with Cameras, Kara, Kim, and Phyllis. Welcome to the Cowgirls with Cameras podcast. I'm Kim with Be More Business and Kim Bear Photography. I'm Kara with Fast Horse Photography. And I'm Phyllis with Phyllis Burchette Photo. Good morning, guys. How are you this morning? Good morning. Well, you and I, I know, are in much better shape than Kim has been this weekend. Kim, it's nice to see you among the living. <laughs> it's nice to be among the vertical people. <laughs> I have to admit, I was getting a little bit worried about you when we didn't hear back from you yesterday. So <laughs> Me too. Because you said you were still feeling puny. I was, and I needed to get some more rest. And it was nice to get some more it gets to sleep in. And then yesterday afternoon, I have a, I don't know if you guys know, but I have a hot rod car. I have a 1983 mm -hmm. Hearst Olds Cutlass. And, I saw um, it, remember? Yeah. Well, yeah, you did. I don't know if you know anything about cars, but it's kind of a special car. And it's been sort of temperamental lately about starting. And a dear friend of mine from grade school, believe it or not, I've known him forever. He restores classic cars and he came down yesterday and helped me get it started. So I perked up because I got a whole bunch of hugs from him and it was really nice because I haven't seen him in like 20 years. So it was a really fun, fun opportunity to do. And the car is now safely in the garage. So I'm happy. Good. Well, that's awesome. I hope you didn't pass on your germs to him. That's all I could think about when <laughs> you were telling me you had a visitor this weekend. <laughs> I think it was more along the lines of something I ate. I don't think it was the flu, but it could have been the flu. It could have been some medicine I'm on. It could have been food poisoning. It could have been a multitude of things. All I can tell you is I'm really happy that it's over because I was in the midst of that, oh my God, I'm never going to get better phase of you things. You sound so um, much better. <laughs> yeah, I was not a, I am not a good sick person. I just am not. I'm whiny and moany and I get super depressed because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to feel better. And yeah, I'm just not a good sick person. It's not a good thing. And I, I've battled it way too much over the last couple of years and I need to, to stop. I... Your symptoms sound a little like the man flu. <laughs> Like, that sounds a lot like when Ed's sick. He's not a good sick yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm not a good sick person. Oh, I don't know that any of us are. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, mean, I don't I don't want to say I'm a good sick person because I don't want to well, be a good sick person. The, it was funny because I hadn't eaten for like, I don't know, 40 hours or something. And the Internet, I'm like Googling, what should I eat? And it said mashed bananas. And so, yeah, the, it's like the BRAC diet. Yeah, I was so weak. I didn't want to get up. And so I'm like Facebooking Nick to say, can you please come out here and mash me some bananas? And he looked at me like, what in the hell am I supposed to mash you bananas for? But he did it and brought them to me. And I ate mashed bananas and felt slightly better. So... Aw, that's what you always do with toddlers when they're like sick. You do that bananas app, depending upon what it is. If it's like if they're vomiting or diarrhea versus constipation, you have to like follow the it's like a it's like a thing. You were doing the thing. Yeah. And mine always told you should do ginger ale and saltine crackers. Oh, well, I'm not eating wheat at the moment. So well, that's true. But uh the mashed bananas worked perfectly. I've never had those when I was sick before, but now it is, it's is—it's going to be a staple if there's ever illness in here. And Nick did very well at making me toddler food. <laughs> so. I was going to say, does it have to be mashed versus sliced? Because I, I yes. don't think I would want to eat. It's like a texture What difference thing? does it make? It's the same banana. I don't know. That's too much. I've never heard that. <laughs> the mashed part is, I think, a critical piece of the puzzle. It really was. It was mashed into like almost a liquid, which felt better to my stomach. Yeah. It was weird, <laughs> but it was fine. It was fine. We should get on to talking about photography uh-huh. and quit talking about my illness. Yes, we should. Illness. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you guys been up to besides being sick, Kim? What else have you done? I know you've done something big. I did do something big. It's not photography big, but it is big. I completed my last camp for my Master Gestalta certification. I've spent four years and I haven't added up the number of in-person hours, but basically every week for at least a couple of hours a week, I've done studying. I've been to six in-person trainings and four week-long camps and in the last four years. And I did the last of those camps a couple of weeks ago. So now I only have a few class calls left to do. I graduate on December the 12th, I believe, and I will have my Master Gestaltist certification. Congratulations. You've been working on that for a long time, yes, a very long time. I have. Well, I have. And well I'm done. super excited. Super excited about it. Well, we're very proud of you. That and I've been working yeah. on our website. So we've launched our 2024 programming. So that has fallen. I put on the website, the winter workshop that we're doing, which Yay. was fun. And I've got all the latest stuff up there for Trapper's Lake and for all of the events that we're doing next year. So the website has all of the current events for 2024 on it. And frankly, we can't wait to see all of you all at one of those events. So everything is set up and ready to go. You can jump on there and make arrangements to join us at some of these wonderful places that we go. So if you sat here and listened to this podcast and thought, I'd like to go hang out with those ladies, here's the opportunity for you to come do that. We'd love to have you join us. 
Thank you for working on that. It was really yes. exciting to get to hop on and see everything we've got lined up for 2024. So thank you for working on all that. Phyllis, what have you been up to? Well, let's see. Since uh, we got home from our big fall excursion out west, I guess like everybody, I've been really marred down in office work just from editing the thousands, well, maybe only a hundred or so of those thousands, but of images that we came home with. And I do mean thousands of images that we came home with from those trips. <laughs> so I could get all my past two weeks newsletters out and I tried to do, a, well, I did accomplish a blog post with both of them to show everybody what we did. And it was a little bit overwhelming to get all that done, but I got it done. And But I did have people that wanted to see their images from our travels, like a lot of the models and stuff. So it is nice to have some of that work stockpiled to use for social media and get those out to to people that wanted to see them too. As you both know, when you're gone for that long, your family and friends and my dog, Kaylee, wants to catch up with me. <laughs> so I've been spent trying to spend a lot of time with them and when I can and just doing different things. And of course, it's we got the holiday season upon us now. So and also just getting back in the groove for my health has really been a priority because I've really not been eating very well. Well, I've been eating too well. Let me put it that way. So back to eating healthier and getting my steps in and moving. And I'm trying to get some some other kind of exercising in too. So some weight work, in, well, weight training in too. Trying to get that in. You've inspired me in that way, Kara, to get the weight training done. So yay. Me too. <laughs> I've been reading a book called Forever Strong that that it's all about muscle strength. So that was that's been interesting. So that's helped me kind of get motivated. But and then I, like Kim said, I'm very excited that we uh, or that she really accomplished the big task. But we had to finalize everything with the ranch too to get the winter getaway out to market. So I'm really excited about that, and I cannot wait to have people sign up and come join us. And that's it. What about you, Kara? Well, I'm going to apologize. My dogs are barking, which means something exciting must be happening outside. <laughs> I'm in full on holiday. It's chaos. I posted yesterday showing some of the stuff that's sitting in my office waiting for delivery. I came home the other day and outside by the front door were like just boxes. And it looked like I had gone on like some kind of holiday shopping rampage, but really it was <laughs> just client work. So I'm playing Santa already this year. That's cool. I've been working on unboxing, checking, wrapping up for art deliveries, just trying to get those things. It's hard to believe, but a lot of the print companies that work with photographers, their holiday deadlines have already passed or it's this week. Wow. So it's like, mm -hmm. if you want to get stuff, it's like, you've really got to be on top of it. So I've had a lot of equestrian family sessions. Just it's that time of year where folks want to get their sessions done with their family. So it's just, it's cooled off here in Florida and the weather's actually really nice. So it's kind of the time to get out and get it done. I have done some online mentoring, like some one-on-one -on -one Zoom mentoring, which has been really fun. And because, you know, you guys know, we go to these events and we talk about our photography models and, and whatnot. I've had a lot of people that want to know more about how I market to my clients in terms of in-person sales and my pricing model. So I put together a guide. It's five surefire signs your equine photography business is ready for in-person sales. And I finally got that finished. Denise helped me out over at Storm Lily to get me really to push me to get that done finally. Got it done. So I put that out to the world um, last week. And other than work stuff, we've been on, like with my son, it's been full on fall festival. I had to work a, uh, what is that? Cotton candy. I had to work a cotton candy making booth for his fall festival this last week. Um, we had Halloween. He dressed up as um, his version of what a 
a squid games person looks like i've never seen it he's never seen it but it's like all the talk at school so he dressed up with his version of what a squid game character would look like and we had our very last game of soccer so i feel like we're now moving into the holiday like between work being holiday focused the house being holiday focused everything happening with my son and family it's like we're i'm full on <laughs> full on into holiday <laughs> right now Oh, it's really funny. I don't know if you guys edit like with the TV on or not, but I like to, I'm here by myself, so I'll turn the TV on. And I was laughing with our mutual friend, Betsy, uh, Ride the Sky, will sometimes turn on like those really cheesy holiday, like holiday movies, either they're Hallmark. Christmas focused or Thanksgiving focused, or just, they're just putting tons of movies that are out this time of year. They're cheesy the plot is very predictable. So you can put them on in the background and it's noise and it's something that we edit to during the days when we're here by ourselves. So I saw the other day that one of the cruise ships is going to do a Hallmark cruise, which is Hallmark cruise focused. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I'm assuming that it would be a great place for photographers to take all of their holiday editing on the cruise and just go and sit <laughs> and edit on a cruise ship where no one can bother you or reach you and get all of your backlog of editing done. So just wanted to throw that out there as an idea, maybe for a cowgirls with cameras workshop. We could. Yeah. I think that would be fun <laughs> to edit I, all of our backlog of images. We've gotten at past events. <laughs> I, I think that would be a wonderful idea. And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking you're editing to these innocent, sweet Hallmark movies. And I did watch one of those this last weekend while I was sick. But I tend to edit to the serial killer documentaries, which is oh, also I what focus. I tend to nap to. Yeah, boy, there's something about a good serial killer documentary, which makes me want to take a nap, or gives me the peace of mind to be able to just concentrate on editing my photos. No, I, I need something mindless and predictable, like these TV <laughs> movies. And do you see right Phyllis's face? She's really worried about both of us. <laughs> no, she's you know, no, Phyllis, she's got like Zen music on in the background. I don't watch. She's she's one of those. I don't watch TV. No, I just look I at nature don't. out my window. <laughs> I know. Actually, actually, I am I am staring here, looking out my window at nature. Yes, <laughs> I've got three deer walking by my window right now. I can't believe you watch TV while you edit. How do you focus on your art? I don't even have a TV in my office. So. <laughs> I no 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 no. I could see oh, where gosh. you know maybe the Hallmark thing and the, the the serial killer thing not so much. But yeah, I usually do have my music going, but it's just whatever I have. It could be rock, it could be country, it could be. I don't do a lot of Zen music. No, I'm not a Zen person. Okay. No, not, remember not, the not like that. moments I tried to play classical music on our trip that no. did not go over yeah. well. <laughs> that was awful. Don't ever do that again. Anyway, so what are we talking about this week? Anybody know? <laughs> well, I hope we I all hope do Kim at knows. this point. <laughs> I, I think we're talking about, well, I'm going last. The little sheet says I'm last. I know, okay, but you so. usually introduce us. Can you at least introduce the oh, topic? Oh, like is you that do? what we love been... it when you do that? <laughs> yeah. Is that what so we're, we're all waiting stalling. for? <laughs> I gave you a gateway. <laughs> Phyllis gave you a nice segue into it, and you really dropped the ball. <laughs> I really did. So, what we're talking about today is getting goal oriented. 
And it's the first of the year is going to be coming up here pretty soon. And we've talked about in the past setting goals for your photography specifically, like how to improve your photography specifically. What we want to do today is we want to talk about setting those first of the year goals. So setting up the things that you need to be able to really be successful in this next year, no matter what you want to do, whether it's in your personal life or in your business or in your photography, kind of whatever it is that you want to accomplish. Now, there is a lot of research, and I don't know if Kara prepared any for today. I don't think she did, but there's a ton of research if you want to Google about why you should set goals. (laughs) I can tell you that it is a super important part of everything that you want to accomplish. If you have a goal set and you write that goal down or you take the time to really think about what you want in life, it's sort of magic. It tends to happen. And some people like me believe that there's a kind of woo-woo component to that. And other people believe it's just a manifestation. I don't care what you believe. What I believe is that you need to have your goals sort of set, thought about. And this time of year, as we're headed into the holiday season, this is the time of year that we need to start looking forward into the next year and setting up what we want to do for our goals. So what we're going to talk about today are some of our best suggestions about what we do and how to really set up yourself for success by getting goal-oriented right now for 2024. All right. And I believe Kara is going to talk to you about looking back over your past year. Now in Gestalt, we did learn this process called looking back to look forward. And that's a lot of what we're going to talk about today. So Kara is going to talk to you about the looking back part. And then Phyllis is going to talk to you about some ways that you can set goals. And I'm going to take you to the woo-woo space that we're going to talk about manifesting those goals. Take it away, Kara. Awesome. I'm. Thank you for that intro. We we really needed it. So yes, I didn't realize that looking back was a gestalt thing, that that was a woo-woo thing. But one of the ways that... It's a coaching thing. A coaching, it's a coaching thing. Okay. thing. Yeah. So one of that it's just something I've always done. I used to keep a paper calendar and I would go through the year and any milestone that happened, I would just mark it. Something big happened, I would mark it. And I did that because you get bogged down sometimes on a daily basis thinking you're not making progress and you're not having exciting things happen. But then when you sit down at the end of the year and you go back through that calendar and you start making your list of big things things that happened or key things that happened for the year, goals that you accomplished or milestones that you met, you can really see that you were moving forward. So for me, I start my review of the previous year, or I start, I should say, I start the goal setting for the new year by doing a review of the previous year. And I start with my calendar review. So I will go through month by month. I used to jot it down. Now everything's in my phone. I look at my projects. I looked at my past goals that I had set for myself. I should be checking in on those during the year. So I should know where I'm at already. I look to see just, you know, how I did with projects that I wanted to work on. And I just make notes about all of that. I need to have a 
kind of like a pile or a collection of all of those things that I accomplished. And I'll put them in categories. Like these are really cool things that that just happened. These are things that I work towards. These are the goals that I set. And these are things that I'm really proud of. So I'll have some different little lists, but that really gets me excited about the goal setting process for the next year. So another thing I look at for me as a business owner is I take a look at my financial statements. I usually have a financial goal. It could be something like I'm trying to increase my average client sale or I'm trying to book more clients. It could be any number of those things. And I take a look at my financial statements because I do think as a business owner, that's an important piece. You compare your income from the previous year, look at your expenses, look at your profits and decide, you know, did you make what you projected, what you hoped that you projected? Did you do better? Did you do worse? Did you spend more than you thought you were going to spend? Maybe you had some big, you had to buy a new camera this year or your laptop crashed or something like that. So I think about those things. Other ways that I review the previous year is I I look at my client feedback. So along with my calendar collection of things, I also keep a running collection of reviews and testimonials. So they could be testimonials that I have actively gone out and solicited for or harvested from my clients. It can also be, as Kim would say, found in the wild, where you are, if someone posted a really great experience, a a great experience that they had with you. So it could be any of those things. I'll screenshot those things when I find them in the wild and I keep those together and I use them throughout the year for different reasons. But that is included in my look back over the year. Like how were people responding to my business? How are they responding to my work? What were the common themes that were brought out in all of those testimonials and reviews. And a lot of times when you start to look at them as a collection, you start to see that certain things are highlighted or that are a running theme. And you can think about how that fits in with your game plan for the year. Of course, I review goals. I do set goals every year. I'll talk about it in the next section, but I have a little monthly Monday morning work group that I meet with and we set goals together and then we hold ourselves accountable throughout the year by doing check-ins. So I have goals. You can ask yourself, do you have goals? I think to myself, did I meet my goals? Did I create benchmarks that I can track my progress throughout the year? Were there times that I got really off course, I got sidetracked, or maybe I just decided that this goal isn't really serving me like I thought it was going to, and I took a different path? That has happened before. So I think about, did I need to shift this goal, or did I decide somewhere that this was no longer something that I wanted? And that happens sometimes. I might have a goal where I was super excited about at the beginning of the year, but then when I sat down, I realized that I wasn't motivated to work on it. So I start thinking about why is that? Is it because it's not really something I want to do, but I feel like I need to do it? Is it because it's something that I put together because all photographers around me felt like they were doing it? I felt like they were doing it, so I needed to do it too. So I really have to be aware of what those goals are for and what I did with them. And then the last thing that I do in this section is I call it reflection, but I really just, I really just take the time to sit and think about the year and I'll sit with a notepad and I'll go out and take my drink and go sit out on the porch. And I'll just think about like, how did I feel about this year? Like, what did my gut tell me about this year? Do I have anything that just rubs me the wrong way? Anything that really brought me joy, anything I was really not excited to do or am excited to do. And I feel like that's a really great way to transition 
to thinking about what you want to do the next year. And it's a great way to determine what those goals are going to be. So then the way that I start planning my goals is pretty simple. I start with my why. Kim will probably talk about this, so I'm not going to go deep into it, but I'll start with my why because there's a reason that I started my photography business all those years ago. And for me, that reason was because I needed a flexible schedule. I needed to be home with my son. I needed a change. You know, I was working in a really toxic environment and I needed to create something that that was for me and that made me proud. And that is my why. So I think about that when I start putting my goals together. And then I think about what worked and what didn't work in the past. I am guilty of self-sabotage unintentionally. I will set goals, but I'll set them so big and I won't take the time to break them down into actionable steps. And then I'll I won't work on them or it'll take me a long time to work to start them. And part of that is is I've learned over the years that I have to I have to break those goals down and see the steps that it's going to take to get there. If I can't see the next stepping stone to the end game before I begin, a lot of times it's really difficult for me to even get started. I know some people can just get started and then they can start looking for the next step as they go. I have to see the path there or it's difficult for me to actually move forward. I'll become paralyzed with the process. And then the last little piece I'll add before I'll let Phyllis chat is I'll mention my accountability buddies again. It's great to have people that know your goals that can help hold you accountable. And I have a group of photographers, I'll shout out to them, Betsy at Ride the Sky and Tracy at Penny Whistle Photography. We meet Mondays and we talk about our goals several times a year. We check in, we always laugh about how we're doing or how we're not doing and talk about what we're going to change. And, you know, you can do this on your own, but if you have people who know your goals and are holding you accountable, I think it makes a big difference. And I feel like I see myself accomplish more because I know people are looking to me to do that. I really like that part, though, Kara, that you mentioned, and this is something I'm really not good about doing, uh, the client feedback about your reviews and testimonials and making a collection of those because I get emails all the time regarding my newsletter, and I just email back and say, thank you for the feedback, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think to keep those. (laughs) It would be so easy to make a folder and just drop those into a folder. I I take screenshots, too, and I'll put them into a folder, a screenshot folder. No, that's that's great. Thank you for that. I, I need to start doing that because a lot of them, I don't even recognize them as actually being a, a review or whatever, but they really are. So I yeah. need to start doing that. So, okay. So it's my turn and I'm going to talk about SMART goals, which I had never even heard of SMART goals until I met Kim. So <laughs> <laughs> the things I so bring smart. into your world, Phyllis, <laughs> the things I bring into your world. She's brought all kinds of good and and weird things into my life. <laughs> So if you haven't heard of SMART goals, the SMART in SMART goals stands for specific, measurable, achievable. It said relevant, but Kim told me to put reason in there, which I think makes better sense for me. Reason or relevant and time bound. That's the S-M-A-R-T. SMART goals or setting SMART goals means you can clarify your ideas, focus your efforts, use your time and resources more productively 
and increase your chances of achieving whatever it is you want in life. So I'm going to give you an example of my SMART goal that I didn't really know was a SMART goal at the time. And I'm going to go through each letter, which the first one is specific. So basically, uh, specific is what will you achieve? What will you do? For me, I wanted, you know, two, three years ago, I wanted to start a weekly newsletter. That was my specific goal. The second one, M in SMART, is measurable. What data will you use to decide whether you've met the goal? For me, uh, weekly newsletters keep me relevant and help nurture my relationship with my clients. I know that it's bringing value to my subscribers as I get regular positive feedback. Achievable uh, is the next one, (laughs) S-M-A. Are you sure you can do this? That's what achievable is referring to. Are you sure you can do this? I have the skills and resources to complete the task. So yes, I'm sure I could do this. What's your reason for doing this? Why are you doing this? How will the result of your ultimate goal matter in your life? Well, for me, I wanted to serve my followers in a way that will not only give them education, but inspire them to follow their dreams, whether it be as an enthusiastic hobbyist or a professional photographer. So that was my reason for doing a weekly newsletter. Then the last one, T, is time bound. What is the deadline for accomplishing the goal? You know, if you have a more specific goal that you're trying to achieve, it might be easier. But for me, because there's really no end to mine, as long as I'm in business, I want to continue to do this project of a weekly newsletter. So it's an ongoing project for me, but I feel like every week I send out a newsletter. I've met my goal, basically. And I have to look at it that way, that it's a weekly goal for me at this point. So I think a big thing for me was to get help with my goals by hiring a coach or a mentor, talk to a friend or a colleague, you know, like Kara does with her to accountability colleagues. However, I did not and could not have done that alone. I reached out to Denise with Stormily Marketing way back in early 2021 for help to get me started, and she kept me on track for the weekly newsletter. I firmly believe that without this help, I could never have been able to accomplish this goal because I wouldn't have I just wouldn't have done it. So it's been really good to have her pushing me. And when you pay for something, obviously you're going to reap the benefits a little better too, because you're going to make sure that you do what what you're paying somebody to help you do. So I'm really proud of the fact that I haven't missed a week since I started. And it's all because I reached out and got help with my goals. So I think that's a really big part of this is it's good to have your SMART goals But it's also good to have help with them by hiring a coach, a mentor, or even talking to a friend or having a colleague, somebody that you're in business with that that goes through the same thing you're going through to help you further your goals. Well, that's a that's a nice little bit. It really is. I do a lot of consulting with businesses and I use this smart goal system pretty frequently with my mentorees. As a matter of fact, you may recognize it. I think Kara has even adopted it in her mentorship program with Cowgirls with Cameras mentees. I don't know about the rest of her mentees, but to keep a consistent experience, we do try to adopt it when you get mentorship through Cowgirls with Cameras cameras so that we know you're reaching your goal. But it truly is a helpful little statement. And I know Phyllis talked about the acronym for SMART being specific, measure, achieve, reason, and timeline. And you'll see a whole bunch of different people with different opinions on what that acronym stands for. Some people do switch out the achievable to actionable. So those are the steps that you need to take to start doing it. But 
honestly, it takes you just a few minutes to sit down with a smart goal plan and work through it. And it's so beneficial because it's something that now you have thought through your goal, right? It walks you hand in hand to get through your goal. And what I want to talk to you guys about is the process of actually achieving these goals. So I don't know how many of you have set a New Year's resolution and then failed at that New Year's resolution. I think that the fact that if you go to the gym and on January the 3rd, the gym is full of very well-meaning people who set a resolution. And by the 1st of February, it's back to being the same 15 people that were there the last February. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where uh, we setting goals is super easy. Achieving the goal is not always the easiest part. And there's where I want to encourage you to set yourself up for success. So the better you can set yourself up for success, the more likely you are to achieve that goal. So Phyllis gave you one tool that is super important in your toolkit, and that's setting SMART goals. I want to give you two others that I think will be hugely beneficial. And actually, Kara hinted at, and I'll give you three, which is the why. And we'll start with that one. So I always call your why your worthy hell yeah, because in business, shit gets hard. If you've actually with learning photography, shit gets hard. It's just not always the easiest thing to learn. It's one of those artistic art forms that on the surface, it's like, well, you have this camera and you point it and you click a button. And It seems really simple, but once you really start learning how to manipulate a camera, manipulate editing software, manipulate a scene, it gets super complicated and it can be a tough thing to completely learn how to do. The same thing with having a business. And I know a lot of you who listen to this podcast have photography businesses or businesses in general, even if it's photography is your side hustle business, it's still a business. But here's the thing. Being in business is really tough too. Being an entrepreneur, especially in this economy, I mean, it is crazy out there right now. And some days I'm like, I just don't even want to look at the balance sheet because I don't want to know how much money is going out of here and coming in because I want to hide my head in the sand, right? So it can be incredibly stressful. And in those moments when you do have to turn that page open because you do and you look and it's not the answers that you were hoping for, you've got to remember why you're sitting there. So doing a little bit of meditating and searching and soul searching on what you're why is and why you're really in this business, why you're learning photography, why you pick that camera up. It's all a really important aspect of being able to continue on. So taking a few moments to understand that, it's the underpinning of everything you're going to do when you set goals. So just write it down. And here's the biggest, one of the biggest pieces of advice I have for you is don't hide these things in a drawer. This is the problem with most goals. People write them down and then they file them. And that does not work, my friends. It does not work. So you need to like, put it on your wall. So print your why out and it can be short or long and 
tack it somewhere on the wall in your office or somewhere where you walk by it. Or put it, if it's a long Y, put it in a little folder and leave it on the top of your desk so that you'll read it every once in a while. Because in that, in the world that you live in, you need reminders of why you're here. So the why is important. The second thing I'm going to encourage you to do is to make a vision statement. So vision statements are a lot of fun if you have the same temperament I do, which is the super dreamy ENFP. We love words and living in the future and definitely like the freedom. If you are an SJ person or somebody who likes rules and order and really wants to know how things are going to happen, vision statements are a little bit harder to write. So know that going into it, that if you're the type of person that has to know how it's going to happen, a vision is a tougher thing for you to do. So stop, give yourself some grace, and then tell your part of your personality that really has to know the how that it doesn't need to worry about that right now. You're just going to live out there in the future for a moment, and the how doesn't matter. The how will happen. (laughs) It's the what you want that we're trying to get to. So set that aside and pick a day in the future. Pick a day three years out or five years out and write what you really want in your life. And don't let your internal editor say, no, you can't have that. All things are possible in the future. All things are possible in the future. So sit and dream. If what you want is to work two days a week as a photographer and make $400,000 a year, then put that into your vision. (laughs) Because I'm going to back you up because you laugh at that, Kara, but here's the reality. There are people out there doing that. It is okay. it is a possibility. Yeah. So your SJ gets you on I am. That. I love people who dream big. I love yeah. that. So, I mean, maybe it's five years in the future and you've written a best-selling book and you spend two days a week lecturing on your best-selling book at really big photography conventions across the world and you make $400,000. It's possible, people. It's possible. Now, I don't know having your servants come, you know, bathe your feet, maybe a little bit out of the uh, realm of things. That sounds more doable to me most days. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your servants are those uh, dogs that I've seen in your house. So they probably bathe your feet pretty often. There you go. There you go. (laughs) I know one of them is a Labrador. So I'm sure that the licking is part of her uh, mode. At any rate, what you're looking Ew. for is how do you want to spend <laughs> exactly. your 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 Phyllis is grossed out now. <laughs> how do you want to spend your days, your weeks, your months, and your year? So what is it that you really want to achieve? What is the ultimate goal? And write it into a story. I woke up and this is what I felt. And it's more about feeling than it is about the actual things. I'm going to help you with the actual thing parts. For those of you who want to upgrade all your DSLR equipment to mirrorless, I've got a route for you. Just hang with me a minute. Let's get through the vision part first. The vision is about feeling. How do you want to feel? What is the feeling? And it drops you back into that why. Why is it that you want to make work two days a week. Some of us, and and I've said this, I could be 
I could have a billion dollars and I would still want to wake up and record this podcast. I would still want to be out shooting on these retreats with my two business partners here. I would still want to business consult and do the equine assisted wellness stuff that I do. I love what I do and I'm going to want to do it whether I am over the top or not. The one thing that would be nice is that if I didn't have to worry about where is the next payload coming from or what bill am I going to have to pay next, that would be the feeling that I would want off me, right? So in my vision, when I write my vision, I write my vision from the prospect of all of the bills are taken care of and I feel safe and secure and at peace. And those are the things I'm hunting for. And the goal with a vision is to get you to think about where you want your life to be in three to five years. It's to get you to do that. Now, I'm going to tell you, I coach or consult with people to get their vision written. It is a common service that I provide. It's something I've done many, many, many times with many clients and clients that didn't come to me for that because they'll come to me for business consulting and it's one of the very first places that I start them. Years and years ago, my mentor, Melissa, started me there and it changed the direction of my life and my business. And I can tell you, it is so key for you to work on your vision because it's the, it like the why, it's the foundation for all the other things that you're going to do. And remember, it's the feeling. And if you need help getting that vision created, work with someone like me or me. I mean, I'm available to help you get your vision written. It's not an expensive process and it's pretty easy and it's super beneficial for you. So let's get the vision written. I'm not going to give you qualifications on it needs to be X number of words or because that's you, that's your personal choice, right? And it doesn't need to be a great piece of literature. It just needs to convey to you, to your subconscious, to your body, to your world, it needs to convey. And it's also not necessarily for sharing. All right. It's very private to you. You don't have to go show it to your significant other who many times you've written this beautiful vision and then you go show it to another person in your life and they're like, how are we going to do that? (laughs) So that's not the goal of this. The goal is just to get you to think about how you want to feel in the future. And it's a huge benefit. So the last little tool that I want to give you is the manifestation board. And this is the tool that sometimes I feel like has sort of a really fun magic to it. And I can tell you, I'll tell you a story. So about 15 years ago, I made a manifestation, made my first manifestation board. And I did it by going on the internet and finding the things that I wanted to bring into my life. And they were things like a new round pen and a truck. At the time, I was driving a car. And I wanted to bring in a new house, a house to build. That was a big one, right? And I wanted to bring in a new camera. I remember at the time, it was a 1D one of the big ones. That's the big ones, isn't it, Kara? The big cannons the are 1D, 1Ds. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted a 1D and I wanted a new, at the time, 15 years ago, I was not shooting with a Canon 
pro lens. I was actually shooting with a Sigma and I wanted one of the pretty gray 70 to 200 lenses. And I cut out a picture of it and I glued it all on this foam board. And in my office, I put it in a place where I had to look at it like all day. It was right behind my monitor on my computer. So all throughout the day, I would look up and I would see this board with all of these pictures pasted of the stuff that I wanted. I will tell you, every single one of those things I had within the next five years. That's amazing. I just think about like vision boards and I think to, like my hustle mindset is like the time that I spent flipping through magazines to find pictures to cut out and put on my vision board <laughs> could have been spent hustling in my business. That's what that's where my mentality always goes with that. Yeah, don't hunt through <laughs> magazines. Who the who the hell has magazines anymore? We have the internet, Google and a printer. <laughs> I'm just picturing you with your glue stick and your scissors. Oh, honey, I do the glue stick and the scissors, but I used Google because I was very, very, very specific they about what I wanted. They've had Google for, well, I don't know if it was Google. It was something. It may have been Yahoo or something. It was some search engine, but I printed it out from stuff I downloaded online. Kara, 2015 was not that, I mean, sorry, 15 years ago was not that long ago, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. No, I, I totally think that's awesome. And the fact that you were able to make it happen is amazing. I just have never been a manifestation board person. Oh my God. She's, you guys, for you guys, you guys don't have this in video. She's showing us her manifestation board what? and it looks like. No, I'm uh, showing you my looks like she's trying board. To, I was going to say, it looks like yeah. you're trying to manifest a unicorn. I was going to say the big one I see is charm. Are you trying to be charming or are you trying to have <laughs> a charming refresh, refreshing? <laughs> so this was cut out of magazines. It was part of what we did at Thank our you. senior camp. But you don't have to use magazines because I agree with Kara spending like, I don't know, 10 days on this is not my goal with you guys. <laughs> So I did this. What my my goal to tell you all is to show Kara is I did this in 45 minutes. It was not really a long nice. process. So the thing is, is that you've got to look at this stuff every single day. Because when you look at it every single day, rather than just sitting around on your thumbs going, I wish I had a new R5, cut the damn picture out and put it on the wall. And suddenly you start to see avenues to get that R5. And eventually you will have it. So, and I will tell you these manifestation boards, they really truly work. And if you want to believe it's woo-woo like I do, I think it's just putting it out into the universe and the energy just says, I truly believe in the quote, if you ask for it, all the universe will conspire to make it happen for you. That works to the negative too, Phyllis. <laughs> why did she, why did she... <laughs> I'm calling you out on that one. So, it, but it's, if you ask for it, the universe will conspire for you to get it. And if you want a new camera, put it on your vision board, put it on your man. I call it a manifestation board when you're sticking cameras up there and manifest it and just watch. It's not instantaneous. You're not going to have it. It's not going to magically appear underneath your desk the next morning. I guess it could, but... It will over time. It's an important process because you're looking at it every single day. So 
I'm going to dare you to make a manifestation board. Yeah. I'll Google it and print schedule. it. I'm going to do gonna, one and I'll post, I'll, I'll send you a picture. I will do my manifestation board in the next, give me the next two weeks because this doesn't come out for a and while. Are we going to post it on Instagram? And we Facebook? can post gonna, it on Instagram okay. and Facebook and we can post the one that I did. This is more about feeling how I want. It's actually about how I want my clients to feel okay. when they come here to the ranch. But yeah. So that's that's my uh, my three cents worth of stuff. <laughs> I'm going to confess that I have actually done vision boards in the past, and I have sat and looked through magazines. So see, I've I've done well, it. I'm going to say when I've been forced to do it, like as part of my job, I find it very annoying. So I, I hope there's, I'm sure there's people out there that are like me too. Okay, guys. So if there's people like you guys that are all about it and there's people like me that. I don't think I followed through on my vision boards like Kim has, because I think I've kind of half-assed done them, but uh, <laughs> you <laughs> so I'm not trying to, to, I'm not trying to tell you I'm like a, you know, professional vision board maker, connoisseur. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm even going to make it super easy for you. If you sit and you say, what is, well, let me ask you, what is There's one probably an thing app for this now? There, I'm sure there is, but it doesn't work that way. <laughs> what is the one thing, what is one thing you want in your business in the next year? I don't know. I haven't made my vision board yet. I want to fill all of our events. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> print out a list of the events with the number of people and how many people you want on the waiting list and tack it up on your wall. Okay. And let's see if it happens. Okay. Phyllis, can you put that on your to-do list? <laughs> I'll put it on my... <laughs> Thank you. Carrie, you have would... to go through the process, my love. I, I think it be... a picture. I'll post a picture I think on my... it would be uh, even more screen. awesome if all three of us did it, see? So then yeah, we would have triple, so... you know. All right, I'm going to be over here hustling, just trying to make sure I get the word out. And you do your list and you do your vision board. <laughs> So that's all I have to do is a vision board. I don't have to do any hustling, huh? I, I think part of the that's vision board another, is you have, you have to work to hustle. It. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's, that is the big piece I did yeah. forget to think, mention. Is that right. you, have to, you, can't, you have to do the work, You can't just sit too. on your butt and wait for it to come to you. You have to actually work for it. <laughs> I'm closing oh, up God. shop after I get my vision board done. <laughs> Calling it holidays is starting now. Fast horse is closed. Vision board's God. done. All right. That's enough. All right. Let's go. Good well, <laughs> we hope you. you guys have followed us down this rabbit trail and, and got something out of this and are well on your way to planning your goals for next year. Don't forget to start with a little look back on how your goals went last year. Just a reminder, we have our 2024 events listed and we've got some incredible photography opportunities and ways that you can join us out in the world. So we've got lots of openings and the biggest one right now that we want to tell you guys about is our winter Horses in the Snow retreat that we've got coming up. Um, it is going to be incredible. We are very excited about it. And it's one of those that if you want to come out and photograph horses in the snow, if you're like me in Florida and you don't 
ever get to see horses in the snow. It's a great way for you to do that. But this location is stunning. This location has so many other fun snow activities that you can do. The food, we had lunch there, is incredible. The accommodations are just absolutely lovely. It's going to be a great experience, but you can bring along a non-shooting friend with you too. We have a special price point for bringing along a non-shooting companion. So if you've got a spouse or a significant other, a family member, friend that always says they want to come with you, this is the opportunity for them to do that. There's going to be lots to do that isn't photography related as well. So consider joining us. Check out our website at cowgirlswithcameras.com. Check out our events lineup. We've got a ton of plan for 2024. We want you to join us. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cowgirls with Cameras. Don't let the laughter and learning stop here. Join our community on social media and be sure to visit our website for more opportunities to fulfill your photography goals. Head to cowgirlswithcameras.com. That's cowgirlswithcameras.com. See you next time.